Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing? How's it going? Um, As a reminder, hey guys, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and also follow me on the socials, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook are the places where I play the most, especially LinkedIn. Today we're 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 on episode 150, and uh, I want to want to celebrate that. I think it's kind of fascinating because I'm I'm struggling through some vocal issues right now um, related to some seasonal stuff. And uh, back at episode 100, which was sometime last fall, because I do an episode every week, so 50 episodes ago. I was planning to have a party to celebrate my 100th episode, and I had bronchitis horribly and was on, you know, antibiotics, couldn't talk, had to cancel a bunch of my clients because (laughs) when you're a coach and you can't talk, you can't really coach. So um, I think it's interesting that 50 episodes later, my voice is, is struggling. But I think that it's such a cool, I have to kind of pat myself on the back because so many podcasts flame out after a dozen episodes or so. I'm so proud of having this this 150 episodes in my catalog. And I also want to let you know that I'm working on a podcast index book, which is going to be kind of two-page descriptions, kind of notes from each of the podcasts organized by topic, very cross-index, cross-reference, and all of that. And I'm not sure how I'm going to get that information out to people who want it yet. I haven't gotten quite that far, but stay tuned. That'll be coming up hopefully in the first of the year. So we're talking today about behavioral interviews, and I did an episode uh, number 84 specifically about the behavioral interview. Today I want to talk about kind of putting a bow on those behavioral interview questions in a kind of unique way. To to refresh your memory, a behavioral interview question sounds like, tell me about a time when, or describe a situation that, and it requires you to give a very specific story. And what I see so often with people who don't prepare for behavioral interview questions is they do a couple of possible things. One is they tend to speak in generalities. Oh, I've always been, whatever the thing is that the the question is about. Oh, I've always been very good about it. It's such a non-answer. It doesn't give, it's like there's no meat in that sandwich. There's nothing for the interviewer to kind of latch a hold of. And then the other thing that I see with unprepared candidates and I don't know why this is exactly, but they start talking in third person and kind of hypothetical. Well, you in that situation, you would do this, that. And that is also extremely unuseful because you're giving the, the recruiter the answer that you think they want to hear rather than telling them how it worked for you and what happened in your situation. So as a brief recap, the, the um, format that I recommend that you use to answer behavioral interview questions is C-A-R, CAR, challenge, action, result. So C is challenge, A is action, R is result. So if I give you an example, let's say that the the behavioral question is, tell me about a time that really tested your organizational and time management skills. My answer might be, and this is, I'm going to kind of narrate this for you so you get it. So the C, the challenge, 
Well, I was managing a large project and we were at a critical phase when one of my coworkers had to be off for an extended medical leave and I was asked to fill in her role. Here's the action. So the steps that I took, first of all, I I sat down with my boss and kind of managed her expectations about how this was going to work. I learned everything I could about this coworker's responsibilities. And then together, my boss and I agreed on anything from my work that I could put on the back burner, anything from my coworkers' work that could be on the back burner. Was there anybody I could hand some things off to? So we sort of negotiated all of that. And then I met with my project management team to let them know about my additional responsibilities and kind of how that would affect them and what we needed to do differently. And then I became even more scheduled in this process. Um, I've always been very good with time management and keeping very tight, tightly scheduled on my calendar. But I, I took some steps to make that even more effective. And I'd probably go into some specifics there. And then the result... Here's, here's how that sounds. As a result, I completed the project within time and budget constraints, so there was no, no um, damage or no, nothing happened to the project. It went off without a hitch. And then I also managed my coworkers' responsibilities effectively for six weeks, and she was extremely appreciative when she came back from medical leave to see that she wasn't saddled with a lot of back work and also that it had been managed so well while she was gone. So that's an example of a car story, challenge, action, result, in, in response to a behavioral interview question. So again, anytime they give you one of those behavioral questions, tell me about a time when, describe a situation when, explain a time when, anything like that kind of wording, they are expecting you to give a behavioral answer, a specific story, not generalities, not kind of hypothetical what you would do in that situation. So now let's get to the, the, the Carl, as I call it, the L part of this. This is the bow, right? So now we have lessons learned. So we have challenge, action, result, lessons learned. So Carl. And so the way that the lesson learned works is can be a couple of different ways that you approach it. What you could say is what I learned as a result from that situation. So if we go back to the example that I just gave. You know, I go, th I go through and I say, and as a result, I completed the project within time and budget constraints. I also managed my coworkers' responsibilities for six weeks, and she was extremely pleased to see that she didn't have a backlog of work when she came back, and things were really managed well um, for her. And what I learned from that situation was just how much, what my capacity is for getting work done and for how good of an organizer I am and how strong time, my time management skills are. Or I could say what, I, what this situation demonstrates is how my boss trusted me with so much responsibility and I didn't let him down. So that's not exactly a lesson learned, but it's still putting a bow on that because I'm kind of conveying to that interviewer I can take a lot of responsibility. My, my boss trusts me. My boss gives me a lot of responsibility. I could talk about how this developed my communication skills because I had to communicate and kind of uh, negotiate with my boss, with my project team, blah, blah. I could talk about my collaboration skills. I could talk about how this really improved my relationship with my boss. So there's a lot of different ways I could go with this, but these are all under that category of L, lessons learned which to me is like getting extra credit on the interview question. I want to be clear in saying that I don't, 
I want to be clear in saying that I don't think it's necessary to put an L, a lessons learned, a bow, on every single behavioral interview question, especially if there's a lot of them. You know, some I've got clients who are saying the entire interview is behavioral, start to finish. So I think if you did that every single time, it might get a little burdensome. But if you pepper them in effectively, it is extremely effective. Here's another example. So the question is, describe a challenging situation you had managing a direct report. So I'm going to answer this as if it were me, because I had this situation when I first came on board um, at the last place that I work. So I would, my answer would be, um, when I came on board at Truman State University, I had one employee who was clearly underperforming and had caused a lot of uh, strain in the office. The office had not had a director for five years. They had had a, an interim who kind of popped in occasionally. And when I met with my employees one-on-one, each one to a person, w- cried in my, they were all women, and they cried in my office about this other employee and how she wasn't pulling her weight. So the steps that I took to rectify this were, first of all, I I saw clearly that I had to outline expectations and consequences for all of my employees. I couldn't single her out because the fact was everybody needed to have expectations. I also saw that what had happened over the previous five years with the kind of interim uh, interim director was he he solved the problem by just taking jobs away from her. When she didn't do them well and it caused a problem or there was any kind of dissent, he would just take that job duty away from her. So I began adding job duties back to her, kind of redistributing things. I had another coordinator, same job title, who was doing everything. And this woman was literally doing nothing. And so I gave her more and more responsibility and then, you know, kind of lightened the load for the other coordinator. And then I began a documentation process because it was clear to me that I needed to, you know, dot my I's and cross my T's because I might have to terminate this person. And what I will say about that situation, this is the result. What I will say is she did better until she retired. And I remember about a year after I started, I had a secretary who retired And she came to me and she said, Lisa, I know you're not pleased with how this person is doing yet, but I just want you to know how much more she is doing than she was when before you got here. And, you know, we managed to cobble it together. I worked for a state institution. And although I did try to get her terminated, I was not successful. I was not allowed to terminate her, but I got the most that I could get out of her until she retired. And what I learned from that situation was, (laughs) besides the fact that maybe there were questions I should have asked in the interview process uh, to find out about this hornet's nest I was coming into, I also learned how important it is to have clear expectations of my employees and have open lines of communication so that we can solve these problems together. So that's an example of that lessons learned, and I could have easily come up with any number of different lessons learned. Or I could have come at it with the angle of, I think what this demonstrates to you is that I'm not afraid to have the tough conversations. I'm not afraid to deal with employee issues. You know, it could be that kind of thing. So I hope this has been helpful in kind of thinking about that little extra piece when you're dealing with behavioral interview questions and kind of putting that bow on the on the interview question in a way that will really give you bonus points. 
So take care and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.